You're listening to the No Farting Around Show. We're all about taking your marketing and business from the toilet to the bank. I'm your host, Ashley Mae Fernandez, and this is the only show where making a disruptive noise smells like success. Each week, I interview high-level disruptors who are making a big stink in their industry by doing things their own way while you listen in and ask a question or two. Talk show, live studio audience style. Expect all things marketing, messaging, money, and mindset, and only strategies that don't include farting and darting or treating your clients like an afterthought. So if you're ready to stop farting around and actually scale your business, let's cut to the cheese and get on with the show. Because you allow it. That is how I'm starting this podcast episode off today. Because quite frankly, this is something, this is a statement that was said to me last week, and it has just been a gut punch, a gut punch all week long. And it has just, it's just sat with me. And I wanted to start off this episode with that statement because I want you to start thinking. I want you to start thinking, what have you allowed in your life, in your business? What have you allowed? What have you tolerated? Now, I'm going to tell you a story. I'm going to tell you a story about what happened to me last week. And I think you will totally relate, especially if you are an entrepreneur of some sort. And who knows, even if you're not, this is a great thing to ask about your life as well. So last week, I start my day off with my stillness practice. I was having this amazing energy and I felt so much clarity. And I came and I sat down um, at my desk at my office and I looked, oh, I looked out the window. I, again, I'm in a, a office in a co-working space. I'm on the ninth floor. I can see the entire downtown. It was just a gorgeous, like beautiful day. And I had this amazing energy, just this amazing energy. And I had a call in about 15 minutes And so I was like, okay, well, I only have 15 minutes. And I looked over at my phone and I saw all of these notifications, notifications popping up from Voxer. And I not only use Voxer to connect with my clients, but I also use it to connect with, you know, friends in the entrepreneurial world. And it's, and it's a lot of how we communicate. And I saw all these notifications. I'm like, oh my gosh, what in the world is going on? Now, I want you guys to know that I usually have a container on my Voxer where I do not, or a boundary, if you would, if you'd like to put it that way, that I don't check it, but twice a day, I check it in the morning. I check it in the morning around eight 30 before I go and I start my day just to make sure nothing is, you know, there's no fires that need to be put out. And then I also check it at the end of the day around four 30 when I'm about to close up for the day. Unless there's something I know going on with my team, those are the only times that I really check Voxer. And so I happened to break my boundary, break my container, because I saw all these notifications popping through. And so I went to go listen to one of my business friends, and it was very much so a voice message just completely complaining about you know, some things that were going on that day in her life and this other coach that she like follows that kind of triggers her. And it was just a lot of 
complaining. And I listened to it and I was like, oh man, I'm like this negative space. And then I listened to the next one and it was another one of my business friends complaining about something that their client had done. And I then got into this negative headspace and I have to be honest, my entire mood shifted. And the reason why it shifted was because I got triggered, honestly, by what they were sharing, because I, I really don't love conversations that are constantly complaining. I don't love, I call them kind of low level conversations. Now, again, I'm not like hating on them or being rude. Like sometimes we really truly do need to vent. And I totally appreciate that they have a safe space with me, that they trust me, that they can vent and that, you know, that nothing would be repeated. Details of what they said would be repeated. But I also got triggered because to me, I had a coach one time that would jump on calls with me and we were very much so a friendship relationship as well, but she would complain to me about her other clients. And it always triggered me because I thought, well, if you're complaining about them to me, what are you saying about me to them? And it, and it always kind of, got in the back of my mind. And I also felt a little like she was disrespectful because I thought, you know, as a client, I'm investing a lot of money and a lot of trust in you to help me. And you're then going behind someone's back and talking badly about them. And again, it wasn't like intentionally bashing. It was just more of a complaining, really just a complaining But it almost made me feel very disrespected because I was like, man, you know, our clients, your clients, our clients, my clients, they invest a lot of money into us to help them. And when we're constantly complaining about them, we're making them wrong, first of all. And then we're also not seeing it as an opportunity to coach them, seeing it as an opportunity to help them through whatever is annoying us. And so all of this was happening and I got very irritated and I got into this negative energy and guess what? Guess what? When I showed up on that call, I didn't show up with an energy of, I am here to serve you. I am so excited. Let's get started because that's how I felt before I answered my box or before I listened to my boxers. But I showed up to that call to where I felt incredibly annoyed. I felt very frustrated, right? And it, it really affected the call and, and it almost, I almost showed up in a frustrated, I gave frustrated feedback. I gave almost like a a feeling of like, I'm annoyed with you for asking for my help. That's exactly how I showed up. And it was, it was just such this, this negative energy. And so then what happened in turn, I ended up going and complaining to my mentor, right? And I messaged him and I was like, I had this epiphany and I am so frustrated right now. And I am just really, really, really tired of having clients or having other people in my space that are always complaining. I'm sick of them complaining that they're not getting results. I'm sick of them complaining that it's not working. And I'm sick of them complaining that, you know, they haven't signed a client. Like it, it was it was all of these things. And he literally looked at me and he said, 
Ashley May, the only reason why they complain to you is because you allow it. And I was like, ugh. And then he said, and I can bet that you have showed up on one-on-one calls with them and you have complained about something, maybe not another client, but you've complained about your husband. You've complained about your child. You've complained about some other person in the industry, or you've complained about some strategy or tactic that the industry uses that you don't agree with. And you've done it in a very complainy way. And I was like, Oh my God, you're so right. And I asked myself, what other things am I allowing? What other things am I tolerating? And then I even asked myself, what are some other things my clients are allowing in their lives that are jeopardizing their success? What are other things they're tolerating personally? What thoughts are they tolerating? What stories are they allowing to be- themselves to believe? What things are they allowing in their space? Who are they allowing in their space? Who are they consuming? Who are they tolerating? And I have to tell you, it opened up a ton of stuff. <laughs> it opened up so much stuff. And as I sat there and reflected on it, I was like, oh my gosh, man, what am I allowing in my space that I have set the container for, that I have set the example of? And the first thing that came to my mind was I'm allowing my clients to create codependency on me for their result, because guess what? I have set the container for them to create codependency on me for their result. What does that look like? It looks like when they come to me and they want, they tell me, I don't know. Instead of letting them and coaching them through to figure out what it is they do know, because listen, anytime someone says, I don't know. Yes, you do. You do. I don't know is a mechanism for you to use to validate the fact that you don't want to sit and figure it out. Saying I don't know is a blanket, is almost like a band-aid for you to not figure it out, right? Because here's the thing, if we're asking the question we have the answer. If we are smart enough to ask the question, we are smart enough to find the answer. And a lot of the times we already know the answer. We just need clarity on it. Right? So anytime someone told me, I don't know, I would offer them a solution. I would say, okay, well, what about this? Right? Because for me, I was codependent on their results because if they got the results, then that would mean that my program was worth it, that I was worth investing in, that I'm a good coach, that I'm a good consultant, right? Like it would mean something about me. So I'm out here trying to answer their their questions when they're telling me, I don't know, I'm trying to give them the answer so that they do know, but really I'm not giving them the right answer. I'm not giving them the right answer. So 
I was allowing that. And that also looked like not only me giving them the answer to them saying, I don't know, but it also looked like me bending over backwards, doing things for them, right? Giving them the tools, but then doing it with them instead of giving them the tools and letting them do it themselves. It it was all of these things because I was setting that container. I was the one who, who was allowing it. I was the one who set those boundaries. I'm the one tolerating the thought, my personal thought of I'm not worth investing in unless they get the results. Because if they get the results, then that'll mean I'm worth investing in. And then I'm a good coach. And then I'm a good consultant that I'm, I'm an expert. I know what I'm doing, right? Oh, man, I'm telling you guys, it opened up all of this stuff. And so, you know, I, I named this podcast the, the first step to a million dollar strategy. Because I really, truly think that the first step is basically, (laughs) is basically looking at what are you allowing in your space? What are you tolerating in your space? And again, I want to go back to the fact that you might be tolerating a story or a thought or a belief that doesn't need to be tolerated and a feeling even, right? Oh my gosh, I could do so many podcasts on negative feelings on this same thread. I'll just kind of give you a personal example that happened to me and what I was allowing me to feel, right? So I was allowing the feeling of frustration in my business. I was allowing myself to feel that. And when I was allowing that feeling of frustration in my space, that made me then go and be reactive instead of responsive. And there's a difference. There is a huge difference in being reactive and being responsive. Reactive means you're just, oh, and you guys probably hear, I think I said it on another episode, I am downtown and there is a uh, fire station right across the street. So you guys probably hear the ambulances in the fire station. Welcome to the sounds of downtown. But yeah, usually you hear a rooster when I'm home and now you hear the, the fire engines. But anyways, there's a difference between being reactive and responsive. Reactive is flying off the cuff and doing it from a very negative or emotion. Responsive is doing it from an emotion of clarity on the plan, on clarity of the strategy, right? Because when you respond to something, you've given yourself time to stop, pause, think about it, figure out a strategy, and then implement it, right? Versus reactive is just very off the cuff, like, oh my gosh, you know, it's very, very negative, very, very negative result. And so I was allowing the action of being reactive in my space, in my mind, in my business. I was allowing all of that to be in my space. And so, you know, that even led to thoughts of I'm not worth investing in. 
or maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe my program doesn't get results. Maybe what I do isn't valuable. And I was allowing these things in my space. I was allowing it. And not even that, like who I even consumed, whose content I even consumed. And I think we have a tendency to do this. And I'm, maybe I'm speaking to someone on this. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. But I used to look at, I used to follow certain people and I would look at their content and it would trigger me in a way. I would start to compare myself to them or I would just almost, I'd almost look at them to validate that I was better like validate the thought that I was better. Like I would look at their stuff and be like, oh my God, that's awful. Look how bad they are. Oh my gosh, I'm so much better than they are. It would always make me, I would literally look at their stuff to make me feel better. But really at the end of the day, if I had just unfollowed them, I wouldn't have even, they wouldn't have even bothered me. I wouldn't have even had to look at them, think about them or anything. And I could have just thought, instead of thinking I'm better, I could have just thought, I'm freaking amazing, regardless of what anybody else is doing. I'm freaking amazing. But I was letting that that in my space. I was allowing it. I was allowing it. So the first step, the first step to anything in your marketing, because let's face it, if you are a business, you're part of your marketing. You're part of what message you put out, what message your company puts out. Even if you're not a personal brand by any means, you are still responsible for what messaging and marketing your company puts out. And if you are tolerating certain things or you're allowing certain things in your space, it's really your fault at the end of the day, right? Just like I was allowing the complaining in my space. I was allowing my clients to tell me, I don't know. I was allowing all of these things, these stories, these thoughts, these negative emotions. I was allowing all of that in my space because I was the one who set the container for it. I was the one who set the container for it. And in order to have an effective marketing strategy, You have to know what you're allowing in your space. You have to know what you're tolerating in your space. Because our marketing and our messaging is a reflection of our mindset. It's a reflection of us. Even if it's hidden behind a company or a product or something, it is still a reflection of us, the creator. It is still the reflection of the creator right? It's a reflection of us. Like we, if we were an artist, we're not going to go paint something that we don't have an attachment to. We're not going to do that because our artwork is a reflection of us, our skills, our gifts, our talents, also our mindsets. What are we thinking? What are we thinking? What are we believing? (laughs) So I know this is probably not what you were expecting to hear (laughs) from the title of this podcast, but It really is the first step because you're the leader. You have to be in a leader energy. I'm going to give one last example, uh, another personal example. I'm going to be, I'm going to give the last example and yeah, 
<laughs> I'm just going to get it. So we mentioned I'm in a mastermind and there was a new member that, that joined this mastermind. And first of all, the energy that she brought was also very complaining. It was very much, it's just a very, very, very negative energy. And so we, you know, in this mastermind, we're broken up into smaller groups for like accountability groups. And we have this rule where we will check in once a day. Like, it's just a check-in of like, Hey, is, you know, are you working on your needle movers today? Is there anything you feel stuck in? You know, it's just a, honestly, just a quick five minute check-in no more. Right. And it's just a way to hold us accountable, making sure that we like know who, what's each other's needle movers, all of that. And so we usually do this on Slack. And so we opened up the container for Voxer. And so within my kind of group in my pod, we opened up this container and we all started going on Voxer. And so again, like I said, I don't usually check my Voxer all day long, but I started noticing that this new person would be, would literally be sending 15 minute long voice messages And it was very much so complaining about clients, not a, honestly, potential clients coming to her. It was very, very complaining about potential clients coming to her and not valuing her offer, them asking her like why she was different, like all of this negative complaining, right? And all of us in the Voxer chat were trying to give her feedback of like, well, you know, would you try this, blah, blah, blah. And every time we gave feedback, it was just excuse after excuse after excuse of why it wouldn't work. And it was like, she'd pick out the one thing to complain about, right? And then of course I started to get frustrated because I was like, oh my gosh, okay, I can't, I can't have these hour long boxer messages of just complaining all the time. And we give you feedback, but you don't implement the feedback. You just make more excuses of why the feedback we gave you didn't work and, or why it wouldn't work. Not that it didn't, why it wouldn't. And I was super frustrated. So I messaged our mastermind leader and I said, do you think that on our next call, you can reiterate the fact that the daily accountability check-ins are just that to check in. It's not to get on there and complain and throw excuses and, you know, nonstop all day long, right? And he challenged me and he said, well, Ashley, yeah, I can reiterate that, but I also need you to step in to the leadership role and take control of this container because you're allowing all of you in that group are allowing it to happen. You're tolerating it. You're feeding into it. Right. And he's like, you haven't set a container or a boundary within it. And I was like, Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So honestly, what I did was I just wrote back and I said, you know, like, so appreciate you being vulnerable in this space and we are here to help you, but I would, I want to remind you that that this channel is just for the daily check-ins. And if you have something you would like to discuss, I would recommend doing it in the Slack channel. That way, you know, the, our mentor and the, and the team and everyone else can pay attention or can, can see it too and offer feedback and resources because we're only, you know, three other members in the group versus we have like 20 some members. I've definitely posted in there. And I know that he loves to keep track of things in there and get feedback to know like what resources they can provide to make the the mastermind 
experience and all that better. And it felt really good to do that. And she was like, absolutely sure. Yeah, I wasn't sure the rules as far as where we should post to get feedback, but this makes a lot of sense. Thank you so much, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, from now on, I'll go and post in the Slack channel. And she did. And she got way better feedback in the Slack channel because it was where it was supposed to be posted. Like it was where that container was built And also on top of that, it wasn't voice, it was text. And no one's going to write out a 15 minute text. So not allowing her to even use the voice option of Voxer, it allowed her to sit and voice it out and think about it before she actually asked for feedback. So it cut through a lot of that clutter and that noise. But the whole point of this is to say it was happening because we tolerated it. And not even that, I was personally spending at least two hours a day reading and listening to these Voxer messages from her, as well as reading everybody else's feedback and offering my feedback. And it was taking like two hours out of my day. Now, two hours out of my day, if that were a one-on-one client, I could have easily made like, like I'm even thinking one hour a day. If I had went and created five pieces of content in that one hour and put them out that could have easily brought me like one to three clients that would have been you know I don't know depending on what type of client it was it could have been easily between 30 to a hundred thousand dollars who knows right but I can't have a million dollar business and marketing strategy if I am allowing and tolerating these holes in my containers, right? If I'm allowing and tolerating these things in my space. And not only that, I wasn't stepping up as a leader. I was going over here and asking, you know, the mastermind leader, hey, can you take care? No, 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 no. Like I'm capable of being a leader and stepping into this role, right? And that's what we have to do. The first step, the first step to any type of marketing strategy is realizing what are you allowing in your space that is taking up time and energy? What are you tolerating? What are you setting the tone for? Because when you actually take time to step into that and become aware of what those things are and you eliminate them, you will get so much time, so much clarity, so much back in your business. And then you will also have more time to actually implement what's working in your business. And you're just going to show up in a completely different way. I mean, if I had not listened to those Voxer messages of constantly complaining, I would have shown up to that call and I could only imagine the magic that would have happened on that call had I not shown up in annoyed, frustrated energy. I could only imagine, right? To the point where I also then felt like I had to apologize to everyone on the call after the fact because I showed up that way and they didn't deserve that. They didn't deserve me as a leader to show up that way when I was going to serve them. They didn't deserve that, right? They didn't deserve that. I was projecting that onto them. So there we go. Maybe I'll change the title of this podcast. I don't know, because now that I'm looking at the title, I'm like, man, I could totally talk about so many other things, but who knows? This is still a good, a good thing to figure out. And, you know, When I do say the first step to a million dollar strategy, I will say that the more 
seven figure business owners that I have been around, this is what I see. They have unbelievable boundaries. They have unbelievable containers. They have unbelievable self-discipline and they do not allow things in their space. Like I even want to think about the movie, The Devil Wears Prada, right? Miranda Priestly. She did not allow things in her space. And a lot of people thought she was mean. Like a lot of people were like, my God, she's rude. She's horrible. She's mean. But she knew what it took to be at her level, to be a leader at her level. And she didn't allow things in her space. She didn't tolerate certain things in her space. Now, I don't say go out and make, put the fear in everybody, right? No, but that is just an example to show. So, and it's, it's one of the biggest things I've seen. The more higher level entrepreneurs I've been around, the more seven, even eight figure business owners that I have had the honor to be mentored by or to even talk to or work with, the biggest thing they have is boundaries around what they tolerate in their space, in their business, or what they allow in their business. And they all set the tone for that. They set the tone for it. So there you have it. (laughs) That was my kind of like ranty, inspirational thing for you. And again, personal story and, you know, showing up messy because that's, that's the thing. And I'm, I'm going to allow for messy growth in my space. And I'd even ask yourself, what are you allowing in your space that you don't want there? And what are you not allowing in your space that you do want there? And for me, I want to allow messy growth because messy growth is the best to me. It feels the best when I have this pressure of showing up in perfection and this pressure to show up in a certain way, it doesn't feel good to me. And it doesn't, it doesn't allow me to be me. Right. And so like, you know, I will have podcast episodes where you literally hear the fire engines outside. I'll have episodes where, you know, you might hear my husband walk into our office because right now he's at this co-working space in this office with me as he doesn't want to be home and this company is still working from home. Right. Like you're going to hear these things. You might, if you're watching me on video, you might see, you know, my neighbor this in the office across the hall, like walk by, I don't care. Right. But what are, I had to ask myself, what am I allowing in my space that I don't want to allow in my space? What am I tolerating in my space? But also what am I not allowing in my space that I want in, more in there, right? And I'll just tell you right now, my one-on-one clients from here on out, if they tell me on a call, I don't know, I am immediately going to say, you do know, and this is a cue for us to get off our call. We're going to get off of our call and you're going to go sit in silence. Like you're literally going to go give your brain and your body space. You're going to go give it the opportunity to sit still, right? Or go take a shower. I don't care because a lot of the times, you know, your ideas come to you in the shower, but the remainder time that we have on our call, if you tell me, I don't know, you're going to get, we're going to get off the call. And whether that is 15 minutes left, 45 minutes left, I don't care. You're going to take that time that you allotted for our call and you're going to go sit. You're going to go sit in silence. And if I have to sit there with you, like if I have to mute, like we're not doing our call anymore, like we're not going to talk anymore on our call. If I have to mute it for you to literally just sit there and stare at me in silence or turn your chair around and stare at the wall and I watch you sit there and do it so that you could do it, that's what it's going to be. Because I'm not going to tolerate, I don't know anymore in my space. 
because you do know, right? Like what are things I want in my space that I want more of, right? What are in my space that I want to allow that, that isn't there? So I know I was like, oh, here's the end, blah, blah, blah. You know, I went on another rant. That's okay. You guys have started to learn that I'm very ranty and I love it. So anyways, that is it. I am done. I promise. Please let me know what you thought of this episode. I would love to love to love to hear your feedback. And also I would just love to know what is in your space that you're tolerating and what do you want more in your space? What do you want to allow in your space that isn't there right now? I would, I seriously, seriously want to know. Feel free to shoot me a DM on Instagram at Ashley May Fernandez. Send me an email at Ashley May at Ashley May Fernandez.com. Like I really, truly want to know. And if you do send me an email, just, just say NFA show, right? Like put NFA show in the subject line, like, you know, no fart around show, um, put NFA show. So I know, cause I really, truly want to hear what you guys have to say and if this was helpful and I just love you guys I love you so much thank you for listening I appreciate you being here I appreciate you taking the time out of your day for me to invest in you and challenge you I really truly appreciate every single one of you listening and I would love to hear from you so that's it I hope you all have an amazing rest of your day and week or whenever you're listening to this and we will catch you on the next show. Thank you. Bye. Oh, friend, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the No Partner Round Show. I hope you had as much fun as I did. And I would love, love for you to join us on the next podcast recording. You can go to www.ashamayfernandez.com slash podcast to see our interview schedule and the link to join us live to get your questions answered, get some personalized feedback and one-on-one hot seat coaching from not only me, but the amazing guests that I bring on the show. So I hope to catch you in the next episode. And until then, I will smell you later.